Doesn't this feel just like such a bad, bad time? Meaning from where the team is right now to be partaking in a winter classic in some great big event. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. It is Penguins versus Bruins at 2 o'clock today. Winter classic, Fenway Park. National TV, all that other stuff, and the pageantry, and the different uniforms, and the tassel caps, and admit it, this is this is going to be the first time you'll have watched one of these things, whether it was Winter Classic Stadium Series, whether it was in Pittsburgh, or Chicago, or Boston, or wherever, and thought to yourself, dude, just need the two points, okay? <laughs> Am I right? Because the way these last three games have gone, last four really, leading into this, there are a lot of things that this team just needs to get right. And now having them out there getting interviewed between the the, the panes of glass and then seeing whether or not they slip on puddles because it's too warm or too cold or the sun is glaring in the goaltender's eyes and all that other stuff, it feels like frivolous. This is two points that the Penguins could really use, not least of which because it would come against Boston, the Eastern Conference standard bearer, the best team in hockey at home by a mile, and the other team to have overcome a massive deficit to beat the Penguins as The Red Wings just did the other night in Pittsburgh. So there's all kinds of potential benefits if this game was just at TD Garden, you know, instead of Fenway. But it is what it is, and they're going to have to make the best of it. Here's what Mike Sullivan told our reporters at DK Pittsburgh Sports at Fenway after yesterday's practice. Regardless of where you sit, uh, in the hockey world, for me, these types of events are, um, uh, they're terrific and, and, and they're unique and, and they're all different in, uh, in their own way. And, you know, this one here for me is really unique in, in an iconic stadium like, like Fenway Park. You know, this, this one has a personal one, uh, level for me just growing up in this area and being a Red Sox fan. So I just think there's, there's a certain unique, uh, attribute to every one of them. They're all different in their own way. Uh, but from an experience standpoint, uh, I, I just think there's there's nothing better. Yeah, the game matters. The game matters quite a bit. And it's going to be interesting to see the extent to which both teams are cognizant of that. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. So again, the spectacle notwithstanding, they would really benefit, the Penguins would, if they just played a better brand of defensive hockey. Just do that. Remember, every single time a Sullivan team gets itself in trouble, 
especially over any sustained period, and doubly especially when it involves things like, you know, blowing leads on a regular basis, how do they get better? How do they fix themselves? Right. They start defending again. Do you remember the trip a couple of months ago, which the Penguins went from St. Paul to Winnipeg to Chicago, and they ended up starting a beautiful run, a month-long run for the team. When they went into St. Paul, they defended hard. They just weren't very smart about it. They won the game, but they still gave up four goals to the Wild. Then they go into Winnipeg, and they just completely clamp down on the Jets, one of the West's better teams, to the extreme that the Jets had absolutely nothing going. And it was immediately after that game, and I was there, within minutes of the final horn, that players were openly stating, that's it. That's it right there. That's how we need to play. That's what we need to do. Well, they ended up doing it for the most part. And they went along with the the thought process that the goals will just come because we have that many guys here who can score. And even though the power play wasn't going at the time, the power play eventually came around. And they do, in fact, have those players. And they do, in fact, have that capability. But the defense requires, the defending requires flipping the on-off switch. And it has to happen at some point. Maybe it won't be today. Maybe everyone will get so, ooh, whatever, over the atmosphere and looking around the green monster and everything else that it'll just become, the game itself will just become, I don't know, or, or some of these problems or some of these issues will become something of a subconscious thought instead of what's at the forefront. Or, or, not to be ruled out, the Bruins could just steamroll them because the Bruins are really, really good. But it's going to have to happen on this trip. And yes, it is a trip because the Penguins are flying from Boston to Las Vegas and then to Phoenix. And say what you want about the Penguins already having beaten the Golden Knights and how the Coyotes are supposed to be one of the league's worst teams. But the Golden Knights are very, very good. And they're a tough team to defend because they play a certain style where they send everybody, pucks and bodies and everything, to the net. And the Coyotes quietly have been scoring a whole lot of goals. So at some point or other on this three-game trip that will begin with this great big splash today, the Penguins are going to have to find or rediscover is probably a better way to put it. Their their inner Winnipeg form. When we come back, J1Q. Mary, who asks, why does Mike Sullivan only play Drew O'Connor and Kasperi Kapanen in about seven minutes? They're young. Kapanen's fast. He had a couple of primary assists the other night and then just sat pretty much the rest of the game. Why not play the younger guys more, especially in back-to-back nights, you know, with a four-goal lead? Obviously, the older veterans didn't do so hot. Sid's line was about a minus three each. That's poor minutes management. 
in my opinion. I'm rooting for Ty Smith to get his chance. Well, Ty's getting his chance, Mary, but it, it's you know because no one else is available. And that's the reason that you saw him play almost a half hour the other night. There's there's no one else there to manage the power play, and the entire game was one long power play. So there, there was just no choice. There was no one else to put out there unless you wanted to try something with Marcus Pedersen or whatever, and I don't think you were about to see Sullivan do that. This question that you're asking in some form or other can be asked after virtually every game about virtually every player who's in the brackets that you're citing. Kapanen is a little bit of an, an outlier in that regard. I mean, he is a veteran. You know, I mean, we maybe still think of him as some kind of kid or whatever because he was a first round pick and because he's yet to really, really entrench himself in the NHL. He's not a kid. O'Connor is. That's the one that gets me. You mentioned his seven minutes. You didn't mention that he was the healthy scratch for the next game. He played eight total shifts against Detroit and had a one man four check in which he ate the Red Wings. Blue line up deep in the Detroit zone. They tried to get out. Teddy Bluger stole it, got it back to O'Connor, and he rips it past Vila Huso. A really nice goal. Really nice goal. That's it. Bye. See you, kid. You know, good job. Good job. That'll be a good one for you to take back with you to Wilkesbury. You know, as like a fond memory. That's that's been the approach with bringing up kids, especially forwards, especially forwards for years now. And it doesn't help anybody. You don't ever get a sense for whether or not they could be even a small part of an answer to what it is that you hope to achieve there. And I just don't get that. An example I like to use, Mary, and, and O'Connor's been up enough that he he probably should be my most frequent example, but the guy that I use the most often is Valtteri Pustinen. Whenever he was doing his thing last year on a regular basis in the minors, he came up to Pittsburgh and played one game, and he was terrific. He did things smart. Wise, like in terms of uh, you know using an NHL level brain that made you believe he was ready to play here right now. Now, again, for all I know, he could get completely exposed within another two games or a week or whatever it is. But he doesn't even get that. He was sent right back. There was nothing that kid could have done that night. Not one thing. Not a hat trick. Not a five goal game. Nothing that would have allowed him to stay in Pittsburgh longer. And look, if you've got a lineup that's got no holes, that's got no flaws, awesome. Make that your policy. Don't ever give anybody a chance. But when you're looking at this bottom six of this group of forwards, and you're seeing holes the size of canyons, one of them wearing number 77, and you're thinking, man, there's just no chance. There's no chance I'm going to give this kid a shift over that guy. Something's wrong. Something's actually, legitimately, not narratively, but for really wrong. <laughs> I appreciate the question, Mary. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one tomorrow. Mm-hmm.